For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 118 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Oh, like that! Excited to be back in action. Oh, I'm excited. So sorry I had to be gone. Oh, I'm so glad you're Many back. Many thanks buddy. to the pros that filled in in my spots. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was nice getting to talk to, to Sal and uh, Steve. That's always good times talking to those dudes, but it's definitely Absolutely. nice to have you back. Uh People have, were definitely missing you. I saw some messages on Twitter. They were like, oh. I missed them. I'm this, glad I'm back. <laughs> this episode was really good, but I can't help but feel like, what would Will say about this? <laughs> so. I appreciate that my opinion is valued. Hope you never doubted it, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I feel the love and I return it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's going to linger. Yikes. <coughs> oh god <coughs> I think this is the big Echoes one. I think this is the big one I'm Coming sorry. to join you Elizabeth I'm too excited Too excited that Will's back <coughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness guys Give me one second <coughs> We'll be right back Okay okay we're back Sorry about that guys Whew. So uh Almost lost you there. Yeah, you did. Whew. I'm all teared, teary-eyed and stuff right now. It's all sentimental. It's mm-hmm. all coming back to him now. I'm so excited. So excited that Will's back. You guys, I'm just so excited. I just want to go to the rooftops and... Roo- oh, my God. Rooftops and scream. Oh! <coughs> um, <laughs> but you die. But I'd die. <laughs> I would die. I would die. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, we got a couple of things to cover this week for you guys, Um, but not a whole lot. We are probably only a couple of weeks out from the Last Jedi trailer, and that's just going to be the locomotion that gets this train running through the end of the year, so good times are ahead. So sweet. I cannot wait. So, so sweet. It looks pretty likely now that it's going to be October 9th, so... Okay. 
Uh, before we get into that, you know what I got to do? I got to give you guys the business. Oh, I've been waiting for it. You guys should be extra excited about the business this week because it could be a dying man's last business after that attack I just had. You. I was going to need a lung donor. <laughs> no, man. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at blueharvestpod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We have shirts and things available. We've got a store. <laughs> you can buy things from us if you want to rep a shirt or drink out of a coffee mug or whatever the fuck. That's at tpublic.com slash user slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Will, um, I don't want to upset you, but something changed Uh while you were gone. What changed? We are still part of the Making Star Wars (laughs) Podcast Network. You motherfucker. Along with such amazing shows as Now This Is Podcasting. Rebel Girl, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, Cantina Cast, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, First Order Transmission, and The Cargo Hold. Only the most quality of podcasts for your earhole pleasure. I like that! Okay, so, uh, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> when you still lived here in Birmingham, did you ever have a chance to check out this store called What's on Second? Uh, the one by the mall, Second and Charles. Mm-mm. I went to that one, but I didn't go to What's on Second. So Second and Charles is a cool store. It's like a used books and video games and records and it's like the biggest used store I've ever been in. They've got It's like a oh. used media. Yeah. And, you know, any any media like, got you know, t- like they got toys. They got video games for every damn system imaginable. They've got, uh, like I said, vinyl records, T-shirts. I don't think the T-shirt. Not everything is used. They definitely have some new merchandise in there. Lots of books. Books. Um, no, what's on second is a antique store here in town. It's downtown. Okay. And I've been warned in the past that it... I may not want to go in there. Not for any bad reason, but because, like, apparently they had a huge Star Wars section. Oh, wow. So, Saturday, Jesse was... In an antique store? Yeah. That means it's old. Uh, Yeah, buddy. Not all of it, though. So, Saturday, Jesse and I uh, went over there, and, yeah, dude, it was like Stephen King's needful things for me in that place, like... So much cool Star Wars stuff. And not just vintage. They had sideshow toys. They had Black Series. They had, you know, all kinds of cool shit. Along with a crazy selection of, like, Transformers, He-Man, G.I. Joe, Thundercats. All kinds of fucking nostalgic shit for me, right? In in box or in display case out of the box? <clears throat> um, A mixture of both. Most okay. of the vintage toys were loose. Yeah. And in various degrees of, um, you know, wear and tear, as it happens when you're shopping that stuff. Some really beautiful vintage Star Wars figures loose. And, you know, I um, this year I started working on trying to complete my vintage loose collection. I got mm-hmm. a long way to go. But I picked up one of my favorite vintage Star Wars figures complete. 
while What's I was that? there, and that's the Bespin Luke with the yellow lightsaber. And nice. buddy, it was in it is in excellent condition. <clears throat> and uh seal it away. Not gonna lie, probably gonna go back tomorrow. Probably gonna go back tomorrow and see what they got. Are they already sticker priced to do the haggle with you or well uh so oh also I picked up a Kia D figure that I didn't have for my Kia D fig, uh, collection. I picked up two things while I was there. So, I just have the one. Yeah, now I've got two Kia D figures that are in their box and then my very special Kia D that uh, Aaron gave. I don't even collect toys, but if I saw a Kia D in the wild and your boy here walks down the toy aisle, like cuz I like the toy aisle like never buy anything but it reminds me of being young and like i still like that stuff like fuck yeah marvels and you know star wars and everything i walk down a toil and i'm so mad because nowadays they have the stuff that they didn't have when i was a kid like they didn't have that like i didn't have an actual batman mask i could wear or a kylo ren mask you know right well i agree with you on one hand with that like but looking at their display case of vintage Kenner Star Wars figures, there's just something so cool about them. They don't look like that Bespin Luke doesn't look anything like Mark Hamill. He's got highlighter yellow hair. Right. You know what that's I mean? It, yeah. it, the face doesn't even look like him. But that's Luke, man. Like, yep. And there's just something so cool about him. I know the newer figures look more like them, if you're lucky. But, damn. Damn, and like I said, probably going to go back tomorrow, probably going to add another figure to the vintage collection, slowly but surely try to complete that. Uh, but Do you have a cool, a cool place to display it? Uh, right now, we've reconfigured some of the displays. I think maybe you've seen it since I reconfigured Have I seen some. it since? Yeah, I think when you came in town yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe I'd reconfigured since then. But I'm working on a permanent display solution for the vintage collection. Now that I've got like a, a nice little handful of complete loose figures, I'm going to start lining up like a, a for real deal, permanent display type solution. Yeah. So those will be nice and safe. <clears throat> Just order. I'm going to get you stands. like some Ikea display cases, glass, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I actually have, a couple of display cases already picked out on Ikea for the Star Wars room. so And they're not that bad. Um, it's just in either, a, I guess, a issue of ordering them and having them delivered or driving over to Atlanta and picking them up. Because I think that's the closest Ikea we have to Berlin. There's one in Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, there is. So, uh, <coughs> uh, speaking of, uh, this just... When you said walking down the toy aisle, this reminded me. Uh, Wednesday, I was um, home from work. I, I stay and work from home on Wednesday, right? And Jesse was home that day too, and we ended up right. having to babysit her niece. Oh, okay. Because her niece wasn't feeling well, and if they're sick, they can't go to daycare. So we watched her little two-year-old niece, and Jesse. Like, I, they got here real early, and when I woke up about eight or so, Jessie had this crazed look on her face, and she's like, we've been watching this type of YouTube video for hours. And, like, I watch a good bit of YouTube, but there's a specific genre of YouTube video that I never knew existed that are slime videos, okay? 
So right. the basic premise of one of these is they'll take a container <clears throat> and it'll be filled like a jar or something. It'll be filled with slime. Like, you know, from when we were kids. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, no, I wonder what's in the slime today. And then they'll pull the slime out and they'll stretch it around and then they'll unveil, unveil like a little toy down in this thing, right? Yeah. So, and it's it's all like very young kids type stuff. Paw Patrol, Mickey, uh, Disney Cars, stuff like that, right? Right. And Jesse's niece is obsessed with these. She sat in her little chair watching it, and every time they pulled one of those toys out of the slime, she'd go, <gasps> and then turn and look at me and Jesse with this look that said, like, do you see this shit? <laughs> there is a Mickey Mouse in that slime. It's magical, man. And like, are you watching this? She would watch the exact same video over and over. Like, we'd be like, what about this one? And she'd be like, no, that one, that one. And it would be the same one we just watched. Well, Jesse went to the store that afternoon to get the ingredients to make slime and get one of these, I can't remember what they're called. They're like these squishy little Disney toys. She got one of those. They're, they're yeah. always in the slime, these toys. Right. So she found one of those, brought uh, her and her niece, her and her niece came back. <clears throat> and while she was making the slime, she also was trying to get her little niece to eat lunch. But her little niece did not want to do anything but play with that squishy toy that she just got. Right. So Jesse took it from her and she's like, hey, when you finish lunch, I'll give it back to you. No, sir. She was not having it. Oh, and, no. And she would just constantly ask for it over and over again. And Jesse was like, nope, I'm sorry, sweetie. I'm not going to give it back to you. You got to eat at least half of that sandwich. And then her niece broke out in song, son. Started singing, <laughs> right? Singing what? Mama, mama, just sees mean mama, mama, just sees mean Paw Patrol, mama, mama. And like... I didn't want to laugh because you don't want to like encourage it by laughing, but that shit right. was funny. She was throwing shade in musical form at Jesse. Mom, how old? How old is she? Two and a half, almost three, maybe. Okay, right on. Not exactly sure. <clears throat> and it took me a second because she's so young. She's it's not like she's not that easy to understand at least not for me i'm not around her all the time like right her mom and jesse's getting really good at, at figuring out what she's saying but it took me for a little bit and I, I went in the kitchen and i was like baby is she singing mama mama jesse's mean mama mama and she was like yep yep i've been sitting here making her slime just hearing <laughs> her sing about me <laughs> for like five minutes straight singing. what'd she think of what'd she think of the slime well we didn't pull the slime off we either oh. got a, a bunk recipe online or didn't have the right ingredients or something. The slime did not turn out well. Oh, yikes. But she, I mean, she was more interested in the actual toy than the slime. Like, Jesse was like, we're making slime. Yay. And, like, her niece was just like, ooh, this toy is awesome. It squishes. Look <laughs> at it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, that's that's what I've been up to the last... Since we last talked, not a whole lot except uh, adventures and babysitting and going to a antique store that I'm obsessed with now, like That's full awesome. on obsessed. <clears throat> anyway, so um, what 
fuck my ass. What do we have to talk about this week? <laughs> well, okay. Um, Star Wars? Yes, Star Wars. That's the ticket. Um, well, we'll get through the smaller news story. Well, I don't know if it's smaller. Uh, there is a supposed runtime for The Last Jedi floating out. No way. Yeah, I don't now. To preface this, I've seen some people be like, oh, no, that's probably pretty accurate. And I've seen some people say, I think it's a placeholder that a lot of movie sites will use placeholders until they know the actual runtime. But I believe Cineworld first reported it as being 150 minutes long, which is two and a half hours. Which I say, like, give it to me. Fuck yeah. Two and a half hours? Um, what do you think about what? How does that sound to you? Two and a half hours of Star Wars movie. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think they are going to have enough material to cover in this movie to necessitate a two and a half hour movie, if it really is. Um, if it's true, that would put it at the being the longest Star Wars movie yet. That would be appropriate. How long was? Uh, Empire. Yikes. Dharma. Dharma. We don't like that around here, Dharma. I'm not exactly sure how long Empire is. Let me look it up real quick. Dharma. That's enough of that. Stop it. <laughs> don't. Eight. But it. She's normally so good. Oh, Empire's only two hours and four minutes. Okay. <clears throat> so... <laughs> You know, a good bit longer than Empire. Uh, apparently, the previous record holder, once again, if this is true, was um, Attack of the Clones at two hours and 22 minutes. Uh, I feel like if it's worth it, time flies. And especially when it's Star Wars. You want to yeah. give people enough Star Wars for their, their, their you know, their, their oh, what, their... Saga movie, you know? Yeah. You don't want to jip them on one of those. Yep. I, I can definitely agree with that. It'll be interesting to see... Um, You know, a lot of people are starting to... Like, I remember when the Lord of the Rings movies came out. You know, those bitches are three hours plus, and... Yeah. People That's didn't, an investment of time, dude. Yeah, but people didn't really complain all that much. At least that I heard. But yeah. you don't see movies that long anymore. There was definitely a a backlash to the long movie at some point. I was I was used to it by the end of the Lord of the Rings saga. On other things, it does feel long. If you've ever watched um, Peter Jackson's King Kong, oh, that movie God seems long. Bless America, that's a long fucking movie. Like it's long. It's three plus hours well, long, I believe. I think that speaks to quality and and, and stuff. Like Peter Jackson, I, I will not take anything away from the dude. He pulled off a masterstroke with that original Lord of the Rings trilogy. Agreed. Uh, I, it, past that, I don't know. Like I was not a huge fan of King Kong, and I was not a huge fan of the Hobbits movies. I liked parts of all three, but as a whole, I thought it was lacking for sure. Or over, yeah. like overly bloated or something. Like we could have a long <coughs> discussion about those Hobbit movies, but yeah. I mean, we agree that the 
or Lord of the Rings trilogy was incredible. Uh, Peter Jackson's a good, and however long it takes to tell the story, I'm down. Yeah, I'm a movie guy. I consider myself, you know, a movie buff, uh, and I'm willing to take that journey. Don't let me drag. You know, yeah. if I'm gonna be sitting there, don't let it drag, because that makes the difference. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think of some other Titanic. movies. Oh, I mean, long ass fucking movie, dude. Yeah, sure enough, sure enough, a long ass movie. Um, I'm trying to think of some movies that would be around that runtime. So, The Avengers is two hours and twenty three minutes, somewhere around there. So, you know, that first Avengers movie books it pretty well. You can watch that and not feel oh, like man. it's super. You don't long. feel like yeah. You don't feel you see. That's what I'm talking about. It's got the pace. You don't feel like that's two and a half hours. It's just an epic fucking Avengers movie. Yeah, so... And that's what a a good Star Wars movie should be. Fucking epic and badass. Okay, Captain America Civil War, two hours and 27 minutes. So, real close to this supposed Last Jedi runtime. So, um, yeah, and I like both of those movies quite a lot and don't get bored when I watch them, so... I can't wait. I hope I hope it is on the longer side. Like if if Ryan Johnson came out and he was like, "Look, guys, don't get upset, but I I tune this into a quick hour and a half experience." I might actually be kind of bummed. I might actually be kind of bummed if it was like turned out to be fairly short. I get upset when movies are less than two hours, hour and fifty. You know, like mm. because I feel like I got gypped. It, it depends on the type of movie. Like, you know, those Nightmare on Elm Street movies and shit, those are like an hour and a half. But And I love well, those movies, but two hours, that'd be too much. It depends on the type of movie. And I'm not saying, movie. this is not a dig against horror, you know, slasher movies, but like, you know, there's only, you know, the killing, that's a lot of killing, you know. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. an hour and a half of killing. You can do two hours of killing? It's going to get <laughs> extreme. People are going to start killing themselves. Like... So, the Violent. Force Awakens and Rogue One actually had very similar run times. Force Awakens clocks in at 2 hours and 16 minutes, and Rogue One clocks in at 2 hours and 13 minutes. And both of those, I mean, I've had, I have my pacing issues with Rogue One, but it never felt like, damn, this is too long. Y'all, this okay. is too long. It, you know, I'm 2 hours and 13 minutes, Rogue One. Is that what you said? Yeah. I could have I could have stood that to be longer, and I, I think if, me, I think I would have liked it better if it was longer. Like that's I think what I'm I would if if they had just a little more time to establish the characters and their relations and relationships. Yeah, ooh, they gonna have relations. Uh, the relationships within the group. I think I would have come away liking a little bit more. So I I agree with that. Eight eight to ten more minutes of yeah. character development peppered. You know, wherever you see fit mm-hmm. would have upped the ante a little bit. But it's still a great movie. I love it. Like, that's not me saying anything bad yeah. about it. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know how long it will be before that's confirmed or we get a, you know, a report on that. But that's what's floating around right now. The 150 minutes for um, The Last Jedi. And that's potentially pretty exciting for me. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, the other sort of big news this week was they released, I guess this would be the final trailer for Star Wars Battlefront 2. And whew, it is awesome. 
boy, does it look epic. Oh, I like that! Grand, if you will. Yeah, grand. Um, interesting, like, they did a lot of <laughs> subliminal, hey, this is, this is, we fixed all that shit you guys didn't like about the first one. You know what I mean? They're like, more planets, more right. vehicles, more heroes. More heroes, yeah. It, they were like, yeah, that's exactly, he was selling, it, it kind of felt like the, Monster truck rally Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and <clears throat> by the way, the whole thing narrated by John Boyega, who right. I want to narrate every video game trailer now. Right, Fucking got me so it. hyped. I know. I was like, oh god, I want to play this now. <clears throat> uh, I'm glad we've spoken about this pretty lengthily, you know, over the past episodes. But I- I'm glad there's the story campaign. In that little trailer, it looks like the main character, I believe the character you're playing, um, I believe her name is Iden Verso. That's what it sounded like. Um, and it looks like she's going to be meeting up with old damn-ass Luke Skywalker at some point. Damn-ass. And uh, that's, that's got some interesting implications for canon and stuff, because we know this takes place after Return of the Jedi. That's true. So... You know, the presence of Luke really perks up my interest. I'm wondering um, what that's all going to be about. Oh, I like that! So, um, it also, you know, I'm glad that in the multiplayer, at least, it's spanning all three eras of Star Wars canon. That really pleases me. Especially because, like, when you're doing the multiplayer, you don't have to worry about canon. You know what I mean? Like... Cannon's out the window. This is not your multi multiplayer match is not going to be written into canon, so right. you you can throw in Darth Maul as a villain and have him face off against Rey, or you know have X wings fighting alongside Naboo starfighters. I don't think it's going to be that mixed up, but either way, I I'm glad that they're adding in. And man, I've seen a lot of footage of Naboo on that game, and it looks beautiful. I, the whole everything looks beautiful. Everything I saw in that trailer with John Boyega was incredible. You know, looked epic, and uh, some of the weapons that fired, so the way they fired, felt a little bit like Rogue One. Mm-hmm. There was a shotgun in there, or that kind of was like, um, <coughs> Baze's blaster multi-tool, whatever it oh, was. Oh, like that heavy cannon thing he had. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm fairly excited for it. Like, I know the first thing I'm going to want to do is just tear through the campaign so I can check that out. But then, like, I I have a feeling this one will hold my interest a little more. But And I played a lot of the original one from two years ago. To be honest, I, I put in some time. I did drop off. I didn't really get sucked back in for the DLCs that I prepaid for. Fucking bastards. It's my own, my own dumb fault. Um, but well, they it was a lot they of were fun. smart and they were like, "Do you want the full you you know the total what is it expansion pack or whatever season pass season pass yeah they're like, "Do you want the season pass?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna play this forever." Yeah, and didn't play it forever. Did not happen. Yeah, but but played the brakes you know beat the brakes off of it. Well, when I did. For that first uh, initial vanilla release, I played it quite a bit. Um, the question I have about the campaign 
is obviously they've designed lots of prequel planets, it looks like. At least Naboo, I've seen. Um, I took a snapshot of Uh the planets. So we can talk about the planets. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That kicks ass. Um, Single player only. Yeah. Solust, Vardos, Vespin, and what looks like Pileo or Pileo Q, maybe? These are just single player planets? Single? Yeah, single player only planets. Okay, so these are only in the campaign. Interesting. I didn't catch this. Um, uh, yeah, I, I saw all those. I was like, oh, screenshot it. We're going to talk about that. That's okay. They're going to Bespin. Post Return yeah. of the Jedi. What's that all about? What is that all about? Are we going to see them on a mission to retrieve Luke's lightsaber or something? That would know. be awfully weird. Um, is there a list of the multiplayer planets? Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about those next. Okay. There's the Death Star 2. Kick uh, ass. There's Jakku. Fuck yeah. There's Starkiller Base. Ballin'. There's Naboo. Uh-huh. There's Yavin 4 and Endor. Kashyyyk. Wookiee Home. Uh, Ryloth. Nice. Hoth. Ryloth. Yeah. That's ballin'. Hoth. Looks like... um. Just from what I see, the picture, that looks like one of those uh, Trade Federation ships. Uh, Heavy super ships. So, this is, oh, I hit a pothole. Ryloth, I don't think it is the Twi'lek homeworld, but there's definitely, like, Twi'lek resistance there. That's where, like, Hera and her dad, Cham, are from. Like, her dad, like... Is the it head looks Clone of the... Wars era is the picture because there are clone cruisers in there too. Yeah, it definitely played into the Clone Wars cartoon, and it was also in the Lords of the Sith book. With those two, uh, you know, forces opposed in space, makes me think it's a space battle. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Man, I, I think the Death Star Two is a space battle. Too. Yeah, I don't I know why I think that. But well, I think it, is. it could, it could, and it couldn't be. I mean, like it's def. I'm sure there's definitely a space battle map for it, but they could also do the interior because when they brought out the Death Star expansion for Battlefront, the orig- the one from two years ago, yeah, uh, there was definitely an inside the Death Star map as okay. well as a space battle there, outside. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. So I said Hoth as well. Uh, there's most Eisley. Okay, so Tatooine. Tatooine yep, Camino, uh, the cloner planet. Fuck. Uh, there's this place called the Unknown Regions. Whoa, the Unknown Regions. And there's... there's a picture of what looks like a super um, star destroyer. Can when you get done, will you send me this picture? Yeah, sorry, uh, I can send it to you right now. Oh, it's fine. Um. So the unknown regions. Now, when they list off those single-player planets, that doesn't mean those are the only planets you're going to be going to in the campaign because those just mean those will only be in the single-player. So what I was originally bringing this up to ask is, like, will we see the Inferno Squadron visit places like Naboo post-Return of the Jedi? Because I would be interested in that, see what's going on. I know there's probably not a lot going on, 
But it would be right. neat to kind of catch up on some of these prequel planets. This unknown regions business is fascinating to me because that's where Snoke supposedly is, right? Well, it's supposedly it, it's they definitely seem to be hinting that this is that's where he might be coming or might have come from. Um, yeah, no, that is a first order star destroyer on that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Naboo, Takodana, and Fondor. Fondor is. It's supposed to say Fondor. I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I mean that's a planet that's been in the canon, I believe, for a little while, yeah. but it's just now getting added. They're like, like, well, you know how like when the uh, the Battlefront from two years ago came out, we got our f- like first sort of canon look at Sullust. I right. think this is another one of those type of situations. Um. So yeah, I wonder. I wonder if we're gonna see, um see them go to like Naboo or something. That's interesting to me. Taco Donna is um That's where Maz Kanata's planet is, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's up with Taco Donna. I mean her <clears throat> Right. Planet. Shit. I like Maz so much she can have the planet. Give her the planet. Right. That's do, her do planet. Do you see them there on single player only? I've never heard of Vardos or Pilio or I can't tell if that's a Q or an O. I don't know if it's Pillic or, you know, Pillicue or Pilio. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not super. Yeah, I think that's a P. Pilio and then Vardos. I mean, those... they both sound Star wars enough to me. That's fine. Yeah, I just don't know if those are. They're not ringing a bell. So those may or may not be planets we've seen in other canon places. Um, but, yeah. I, hope, I hope Uncle George is proud. You know, like, I hope he's not bitter. Because the universe that he created is an excellent place. I I mean, I agree. I am loving the post-George Lucas uh, Star Wars era. I loved the the George Lucas Star Wars era, but I'm having a real good time this uh, this time around. So I would hope he's at least happy with it, but I don't know, man. I don't you know think that he's he bitter? is. I don't know. I don't know that bitter is the right term. Maybe just... I don't know. It's... it's. You don't want to say angry. Yeah, I don't want to say angry because like, he sold it of his own volition. Like he, It's not like they forced him to sell or he was like in super dire financial straits where he was like, oh, I got to look around my house for something to sell. Whoa, I know what. I'll sell Star Wars. Throw in Indiana Jones while I'm at it. Maybe Willow if they want to do something with it. Um, Willow. Yeah, I hope he's happy. I mean, look. He, I I mean, I can't speak for the man, but I'd say he's at least, I mean, he's got like a wonderful wife. He's got a fairly newborn daughter. Um, He's got some gnarly looking sneakers that he needs to change out. Like, you know. He's doing his George Lucas thing, donating to charity. He's being a good dude, good Uncle George. Um, so <clears throat> that's really it for news this week. I can't really think of anything else big that sort of hit um, in that runtime thing. Like I just threw that in there because I want it to be that long. Like I said, it's not confirmed, and there's definitely plenty of people that think that it's just some sort of placeholder. But uh, why don't we? 
jump into some emails and voice messages. How's that sound to you, buddy? Fantastic. And we, you know how we start that off. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, we got a lot of emails. We got one voice message, so we're going to do Let's what we can, it. guys. I think we're going to smash through them, though. Uh, but first up, let me ser- let me serenade you. Well, not me. Our buddy Steve. Let him serenade you. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so first up, let's do a voicemail, and it just so happens to be from Steve D. So let's uh, let's see what our buddy has to say this week. Hello, I'm Boba Fett. The Fett's here. 
fact, I hope the rest of the story is better. Just, I got to warm up to it. I'm having trouble. Help me! <laughs> so, Will, this is actually a Star Wars development that I think you might have sort of missed while you were gone. I think it is. So let me uh, fill you in a little bit. Let me get you up to um, up to speed. So there is on October third a anthology novel coming out to celebrate the fortieth anniversary of Star Wars called "From a Certain Point of View." Forty different right. stories by forty different authors, and each author is sort of covering a certain like it seems to be mostly character based like there was one that leaked out that was the yoda short story which was pretty good there's a couple of goofy things in it but overall pretty good um and one of those stories is a boba fett story so you know i was going to be excited well they put out an excerpt from the boba fett story when they were announcing all the stories and it made him sound like a complete cheese dick. Oh, no. Are you serious? Yeah. Like and cheese dick out. Like, oh, I'm so badass. Like, oh, let me go buy a brand new tap out shirt and bro it up. And uh, I don't know. Like, he sounds like a total space bro. Like, he's like, I- I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember. But it's like. I can't, uh, I gotta be honest. I like the whispers when I enter a room. That's right, guys. Boba Fett is here. Or, no, that's right, guys. Fett is here. Like, he calls himself Fett. And, like, I don't know. Like, that's just not how I think of Boba Fett. Like, I think of him being more like just a quiet badass, not like a, like a douche. I don't know. But then they took it was a one two punch. It was it's been a tough couple weeks for your boy being a Boba Fett fan. I'm not gonna lie. It's then, like Steven Seagal Boba Fett. <laughs> then they announce who is reading the Boba Fett story for the the audio version of this book, and it's fucking John Ham. And I don't like John oh, Ham. Um He's just, I just don't like him. I know I'm in the minority and like, it's just this weird thing where I just don't, I like, I don't like his stupid face. Something about his face just. Is there anything about that he could change? No, no, nope. there's not. No, nope, just um, his face. And that's not to say I don't like things he's in. That's the thing. Like, but every time I see him, I'm like, so are you fucking John Ham. But this week, USA Today released a little clip of John Ham reading the Boba Fett story. And I'm not. I'm not going to play the whole thing because that'd be kind of fucked up, but I will play you just a couple of seconds so you can hear and make a judgment for yourself. But it just it, it didn't sit right with me. Added Muscle by Paul Dini. Jabba said to meet him at Docking Bay 94. Told me it was a collection job and he needed some insurance. One look at the duds he dragged along confirmed this. Not a pro in the lot. I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy the whispers of surprise when I walked onto the scene. That's right, boys. Fett's here. Do me a favor and fall to the side after you're hit. I really don't want to trip over your idiot corpses once the shooting starts. Oh, sorry. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Right. 
Well, no, I mean, really, do you see what I'm saying? Or were you just like, yeah, it sounds like John Hamm reading a Star Wars story? <laughs> At first, it was like, oh, yeah, it just sounds like John Hamm reading a Star Wars story. But the way it's written, I'm I, I'm not necessarily blaming John Hamm. Right. Some of that dialogue, you know, the way that's written is kind of cheese dick. You know, I'm not <clears throat> sure John Hamm is the problem here, if you know what I'm saying. Um. But I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I it sounds like Rick from Rick and Morty. Like I, that was all I was hearing. I was like, "Could you move out of the way? Because I don't want to trip over your dead idiot corpses as I'm walking by." Like, but uh, yeah. yeah, and then I like s- sounded like Rick from Rick and Morty. Yeah, and then like <laughs> the day that came out, Sal and I were texting. He was like, "Did you hear it yet?" And I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "He didn't even try to do the Boba voice. He just showed up looking good to an audiobook recording. It sounded like he was reading aloud in class." And like he was cracking me up, but like yeah. I'm just just so blown. He's not wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. That's exactly what that sounds like. But in his defense, why try to do an accent you know you're no good at? Well, you know, when they when they I, hired you for it, just it might have also been kind of insulting for John right, Hamm to be I'm trying saying. to. Do. I I understand that, but like, he didn't even put a little gravel in his voice. Like, I'm not saying necessarily throw on that. I don't know, John fucking Ham, showing up all like, mm, I'm in, yeah, that's right. I'm bo- oh my god. I'm he so wrote. Bummed. He read the. He read the words on the page. Like I'm, I know he didn't I'm write still, it. I'm I like, know. I'm saying, like I don't think John Hamm is the problem here. Like well, you I think know, he could have done a fine job if it was written better. You know who who wrote that? Paul Dini. That's that's the guy behind the Batman animated series. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Next thing you know, Boba Fett's gonna show up dressed like Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. <laughs> have like a, a crop top on that says daddy's little bounty hunter and shit all glittery and shit talking Ooh, about no, mr j i, I don't want to but mr j's jabba j oh i don't like that i am not a fan of that i don't like i don't like it i guess put that out Blech. but steve buddy i wish i could calm your fears or help you but i'm i'm bummed i'm just i'm not feeling that one either like like i said i heard the yoda story um from the audiobook and it was solid so you know i'm i'm sure there's going to be some really good ones in there i just i think the boba fett one's going to break my damn heart i might even skip over it. no i know i won't skip over it because i'm a glutton for punishment it'll it won't it might not make it into your head canon oh i probably won't <clears throat> all right so let's jump into some emails now next up we got our buddy ed hey there halls and will Thanks for reading my previous email on the air, and thanks, Will. I love the tips on making fish tacos and can't wait to use them. Okay, on to my next question. In this final season of Rebels, do you guys think Thrawn will live through the end and possibly into the new era of saga films? As we know from the EU, as part of an inside plan with Palpatine, he was demoted and exiled from the Empire and sent into the Unknown Regions on a cartography mission. In my opinion, currently this scenario would fit perfectly in the new canon since the Aftermath book series mentions the Empire's desire to map out the unknown regions and the First Order may have grown into its own there. What do you guys think will happen or hope will happen with Thrawn? Thanks guys and keep up the good work, Ed from Maine. Um, 
I think I sort of talked about this not too long ago. I think it would be cool to have Thrawn survive the end of Rebels and then maybe get demoted and sent away for his failure in taking down the Rebellion. And then in a couple of years or whatever, when the next animated series comes out, um, if it's set in between... um, fucking pothole what am i talking about if it's set in between jedi and the force awakens um it would be cool to have thrawn come back and be the villain of that series um i don't know how stoked on i would be if he lived through to the sequel trilogy and then ended up showing up in the sequel trilogy um i don't really know that we'll ever see a live action thrawn um but, you know, I could be wrong about that for sure. But I just don't see him sticking around until the sequel trilogy. It would be cool to have him come back and be sort of a villain of significance in the post-Empire, you know, the fall of the Empire. Like, maybe he comes back with a fleet or whatever and tries to raise a ruckus. And that way they could even sort of use some of the ideas from that Timothy Zahn Thrawn trilogy, but retool a, a good bit of it so it fits into the canon a little better. Oh, like that! that makes sense. Do you have anything to add on that? No, you you have you knocked it out of the park. My bad, buddy. I feel like I, I babbled so much that you're like, uh, let's just move on, shithead. No, I'm just saying you covered it thoroughly. I I couldn't have said it better <sighs> myself. All right, next up we have something from our buddy Sam. Will we see any of Kia D's Force-sensitive bastards in future Star Wars movies? Smiley face. Thanks, Sam. Oh, buddy. I would love for there to be a descendant of Kia D. Kia D. In, um, <laughs> in Star Wars somewhere. I don't know about uh, movies. I don't I want know. there to I'm... be several descendants of Kia D, Mundy. I and I want them to meet up and form a super secret ninja clan. Like of sons of you know children of Kiedi, so like uh like a cockheaded Voltron. They yes. merge all their heads together by our <laughs> powers combined. Um, to be completely honest, I think we will see nothing ever again of Kia in any big significant way of Kiadi Mundi. I think what was we'll, his race? Syrian. You don't think we'll ever see another Syrian? No, that's. I think we could. I think that's possible. But will we see like a Kiati Mundi uh, spinoff comic? Nah. Will he be? He won't ever even be a playable character in Battlefront. If he was, oh my God, do you know how much I would freak out? I would yeah. be so stoked. You know, there's this guy, um, Din Gardan, on Twitter who has been hounding Funko to make a Dengar Funko, which is one I'm interested in, too, because I collect the bounty hunters. Yeah, Um, like, that's a crucial scene. So he's been hounding them to make a Dengar, and they just never have until finally they did this year, and it's a fucking New York Comic-Con exclusive. So now i got to try and track that bitch down. But regardless, I think we all need to band together and harass them about two separate pops. We need to help out our boy Sal and try to get them to do a Quinlan Voss pop. 
and yep. we need a fucking Kiati Mundi pop. And yep. you know what? Smuggler's Bounty just did their Jedi box. What if in, say, like a year, they want to do Jedi box two? What two better pops to throw into the the Jedi box than Quinlan Voss and Kiati Mundi? Kiati. I would buy, I would have furniture made out of Funko Kia D. Mundis. I would be hood rich with Kia D. Mundis. I would have them all over the place. People would be like, oh, what's that? I'd be like, oh, that's just a hundred of my Kia D. Mundi bobbleheads. Would you like one? Please take one. I've got hundreds. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't really see. I mean, maybe he'll pop up in a cameo type deal in a comic or something like that, but. I don't see him being, or any of his descendants being in a movie. And it's sad, because I do sure, this podcast sure has endeared me to that cock-headed bastard. Kia D has become the Blue Harvest mascot, you know, surprisingly. Yeah, I would say that's fair. All right, next up we have, and I believe this is a first-time writer, uh, Iza? I believe that's how you say it. Isa. Hi, everyone. I've been dying to see Palpatine show up in the new canon movies and TV shows. I was kind of sad when he didn't cameo in Rogue One because I thought it would have been awesome to see he and Vader on the big screen again with the original voice actor and actor. They're getting up there in age, so I felt like it was a missed opportunity. Anyway, I was wondering if you want Palpatine to show up on Rebels or a cameo in the Han Solo movie? Or should they actually give him an anthology film? Keep up the great work, Z. Okay. Uh, why don't you take this first, buddy? I feel like if you gave Palpatine an anthology film and you made it incredible, like a moving piece about how he became what he was at the beginning of Phantom Mentis, I would, I'd say go for it. And you need to do it soon. Because that's the only way you're going to do it right. Um, yeah, now, <clears throat> I would, honestly, yeah, I would be all about an old Sheev backstory movie. <coughs> I show how, like, Darth Plagueis recruited him as his apprentice and all yep. that good stuff, right? Yep, yep. All problem from, is... Like, you could start it from a kid, you know? Yeah, that, but see, that's the problem. Like, if you do that, then does... Um, that's why I said it's got to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, but can can the same guy? Uh, fuck, why can't I think of his name? Um, can the same McGregor, Ma- Ian McDermott? Ian, Ian McDermott. Ian McDermott. Yeah, uh, would he be able to play him then? Probably not. I I, I agree. Like, if you're gonna throw Vader, if you're gonna throw fucking Ponda Baba and Doctor Evazin in Rogue One, I don't see why you don't do a little cameo of Palpatine. That would have been awesome. Um, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to use him, you need to find ways to use him now. Because as good as the CGI rendered stuff is, and especially on rewatching it on places like Netflix, um, it, it looks a little better than it did when I was sitting in the, in the theater. I don't know if that's just my brain or <clears throat> the perception or reduction in resolution. You know, like something about it looked a little better. But it might also be that you're just getting kind of used to it. Like that first that time seeing it, like you're like, wow. I mean, especially like it took my dad when I went to see Rogue One with my dad. It took him till damn near the end of the movie to be like, wait a second. That guy is in the original Star Wars. Isn't he dead by now? And I was like, yeah, 
That's created with a computer. And my dad goes, well, I'll be damned. I'll be damned. Um, but, you know, as as fans like we are, we know Peter Cushing's passed away. So, right. you know, when you see him turn around and he's like, mm, Dr. Krennic, you're like, oh, shit, they did it. I can't believe they did it. Yeah. So I think it is a matter of just sort of getting used to it now. And probably a combination of the other things you said. Um, <sighs> a young Palpatine movie, you know, I think then you would have to do maybe a recast and some shenanigans. Because even, even like Ian McDermott doesn't look like he did in The Phantom Menace anymore. I, I, you know? I mean, I know he doesn't, but he, he dyes hair a little darker. It, it's not going to matter that much. No, man, like he he's he's an elderly man then and, and that movie was like 18 years ago coming up now so like he looks a good bit different at this point he's like 20 years older <laughs> yeah he looks and he and he looks it you know now not i mean not saying anything against the guy he just looks older i mean hey, they, patrick I, stewart old yeah i mean they could you know pull some sort of shenanigans and do it but um as far as the han solo movie i just don't see a place in having the emperor in there it would make more sense in rogue one than it would in the han solo movie um so i don't know i don't know what if they used oh what if they used what if they made a count dooku movie and they recast and they had palpatine in there yeah as palpatine Account Account Dooku movie could be cool, but once again, like it would be weird to have a recast Count Dooku playing, you know, older Christopher Lee. It, it's you'd have some more badass lightsaber fights. Yeah, but it, it's almost to the point where, like, I feel if you're gonna do Count Dooku in a movie, it needs to be a much younger version. So then it's not so distracting that he's recast. You yeah. know. Um. And then at that point, he would still be part of the Jedi Order. That's a story I would like to see. What if they CGI'd it? If they pulled a Peter Cushing and CGI'd Christopher Lee? I mean, you know. I would say that if it's a a Count Dooku movie, like this movie's all about Dooku, that CGI effect wouldn't hold up over two hours with that much screen time. You know, Peter Cushing and Carrie Fisher in Rogue One you know they're in it but they're not like they're not in it in it in it like they're not in it a, a whole ton they definitely used it only when they really thought it was necessary yeah tarkin's in there a fair bit he is he was he was in it more than i anticipated like i remember when we first went to see the movie after his first scene i was like well there was the tarkin scene i bet you that's right. it for tarkin but no nah, he just kept showing up <clears throat> so you know, there's there's definitely ways. I wouldn't be surprised if there's at least a Palpatine cameo, at least, in Rebels. I know he was... He, he made a vocal cameo in the end of season one of Rebels. But it wasn't Ian McDermott. It was uh, old damn-ass Sam Witwer. Damn-ass Sam Witwer. Dude, okay. Sam Witwer. I'm moving on. <laughs> Next up, we got Richie from Boston. Thanks for writing in, Z, by the way. Nice to hear from you. Keep writing. Uh, this is what Richie has to say. He's got a thinker for us this week. Greetings, Halls and Will. I was watching a little Star Wars with the kiddos over the weekend, and I has a, had a crazy alternate universe sort of thought. 
Halls, I know that you've read into the story development of Star Wars a bit, a little something I like to call Star Wars archaeology. So I feel confident asking you this question. Picture yourself transported into an alternate 1999. You're about to see the first Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi, Star Wars Episode Seven. What would a George Lucas sequel trilogy look like? And what if Disney decided to release the prequel trilogy starting in 2015? What do you think they'd look like? Richie from Boston. Ooh, that is a tasty question. Hmm, okay. What do I think a George Lucas sequel trilogy would look like? So, we kind of know some very basic details of what his sort of original version or vision rather for episode seven was oh man you got to tell me that it's nothing there's nothing huge like like i said very little pieces uh pablo and kathleen kennedy have both said in different places and interviews and on twitter and stuff that the core idea was always a young woman who becomes a jedi so the character of ray basically um, we also heard at one point that the main characters of his episode seven were a little bit younger. So they were like teenagers instead of like, you know, 20, early 20s and stuff with like Ray and Finn and then. Right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, w- but would that have been the way he went if he was making that movie in 1990? You know, when did he start writing? Like 94, 95 or something for The Phantom Menace? I don't think it would. I think it would have been different. Hmm. What do you think, Will? I think it might have been a woman who becomes a Jedi, but I think it would be very different from what A Force Awakens was. Oh, I do too. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't tell know. you. So something I always because, thought was kind you know, of interesting. George isn't necessarily predictable. He's not. He's definitely not. Um, That's the one thing you can't accuse him of. So, you know, I, I wonder if he would have tried to get the band back together. Like, would it would he have gone after Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford? I know, you know, before he sold to Disney, he sat down with all of them and said, look, we're going to be, you know, all this is going down. Uh, if you don't want to do it, we'll write you out. You don't have to do it, but if you want to come back, you can. But once again, is that how George Lucas would have thought back then, you know, in the the mid to late 90s? I don't know. Would he have gone with the situation that he always told Luke, or not Luke, sorry, Mark Hamill, that like <laughs> Mark Hamill would come back as like, the Obi-Wan type character. I definitely have a feeling that we would have seen more Luke Skywalker than we did in The Force oh, yeah. Awakens. Absolutely. Uh, you kidding me? He probably would have killed Luke off, I bet. I bet Luke, you could almost sort of, in some ways, replace Han Solo with Luke in The Force Awakens. Obviously, the circumstances would have to be wildly different. <clears throat> but I think he probably would have killed Luke off, and that would have been his, you know his classic father figure mentor uh, dying scene like he did with right. uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. So I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I think one thing 
is. I think we probably, probably rather, wouldn't have been seeing X Wings and Tie Fighters. I don't think it would have been have something seen. else. Yeah, I think it would have been. It would look more like. You know how the difference in the ships in the prequels are compared to the original trilogy? I think he probably would have pushed it even further in a different direction for the right. sequel trilogy. Um, I really wonder where he would have said it. Like how much after um, Return of the Jedi George would have originally said it. Um, that being said, now he also asked the reverse. What would a Disney era... Uh, prequel trilogy look like i i could almost guarantee you that they just seeing how they handled the force awakens i doubt it would have been a kid and i don't think it would have started with like little baby anakin disagree episode one you think so disagree episode one would have been a classic disney movie that's what episode one would have been you think so that's how they would have got it if if the mission of episode one was like it was with george was to fund the rest of the adventures then yeah, episode but see, one would have been would have been little Anakin, cute as fuck, you know, like not the not whoever you know. Well, see, that's the thing. That mission to fund the rest of the movies, I don't think would have been there. I think it would have been the same situation where they're like, "We're fucking Disney. We got money growing out of our assholes. We'll do you know, like they didn't go that route with the Force Awakens. They didn't do like a classic Disney movie." They did a very no. Star Warsy movie, um, and that so you know it's hard to say. Like, would a sequel trilogy by George been better received than the prequel trilogy? I don't know. I don't really know. I don't think so. Either I think, way, I think they probably Just of- they probably would have cast someone a little better known as Anakin. Maybe not like you know, super well-known. Like, on the level of an Adam Driver. I would say Adam Driver was more well-known before The Force Awakens than Hayden Christensen was before Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, maybe we would have been someone a little more known. And that being said, uh, the way we've seen Disney do it so far, like, I think we would have definitely seen less of the oh, these ships look, you know, unlike the original trilogy ships. They probably would have sort of harkened back to them still, you know. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say what a Disney uh, prequel trilogy would look like. I don't know that there would be, like, a different sort of main villain every episode. There might have been a villain that carried through all three episodes. I mean, obviously Sidious did that, but what I mean is like, let's say, you know, they did episode one and they had Darth Maul. I don't know that they would have killed Darth Maul off at the end. I think they would have, Disney would have been like, let's keep this sucker around and make some money. I guarantee we find out. No, I don't think so. You don't think Disney will redo the prequel trilogy after George dies? No. Uh, To me, that is a ridiculous waste of time. Like, why move backwards when you can move forwards and make just as much money and not piss off fans? Well, you know? I mean, that makes sense. I don't think we'll... I mean, it, the likelihood that someday Star Wars as a whole will be remade is probably pretty high. 
I was about to say that's. I know that's going to happen. I mean, like, I don't think it's going to be any time within the immediate future. Like I think not the immediate future, but do you, like all the other franchises getting reboots. Yeah, how but, often does that tell every twenty years, basically? Yeah, but you don't really have to do that with Star Wars. Star Wars is a proven commodity where you can take a break and pick up where you left off, or if fill in it, stuff. If it remains popular with the mainstream culture. Yeah, but once if again, it happens. has been since it it has been th- since nineteen seventy seven, and it survived the prequels, right? And came back just as big or bigger than ever, to be honest. You know, True. I mean, I know you can factor in inflation and all that kind of jazz, but it still stands that fucking The Force Awakens made two and a half billion dollars. That's pretty fucking popular. They did a spinoff movie that, uh, you know, had all kinds of drama go on behind set and stuff, and it still raked in like a billion, billion and a half dollars. I think Star got, Wars is. I proven. mean, it's got the Midas touch at the moment. I'm not saying it doesn't. When does it not, though? When is Star? That's what I, you are arguing that it will always have the Midas touch, and I I'm am of the thought school that one day it's not going to. I don't know when that day is. I may not even be alive, but I don't think we will be unless the unless what I'm hoping for happens in the fucking uh, what's that thing called where I can have my brain put into a robot body. The uh, singularity. If the singularity happens and I can transfer my conscience to a robot body, then maybe I'll end up seeing Star Wars remakes. But like we're already looking at at least 2020 for Star Dude, Wars. When like our grandkids are being like, "Oh, that's Grandpa Star Wars." Like they need to get with it. Your grandkids. I ain't having kids, so I won't be hearing any of that goddamn lip. <laughs> I'll be like, "What?" What did you say? Remake an empire? A- no, thank you. A new thank you. I just don't see like a new thank you with the way Star Wars is. Like, if I agree, they man. Really I'm just wanted saying, they could add go so 40 far. Years. Forty years. That's fine. Like, if it ha- I mean, obviously, if it happens after I'm dead, I can't bitch about it. I don't think it's going to happen in our lifetime. Has the Wizard of Oz been remade? I don't think it'll happen until technology surpasses what it what star wars foretells faster than light travel yeah oh yeah colonization well i don't know even then it could be looked at because it's so fantastical but yeah i know what you mean i know what you mean like once uh humanity breaks that barrier and can actually go visit other planets and shit which is after our lifetime uh, for sure. I remember when I was a kid, I was like, oh, that shit's going to happen in my lifetime. Now I'm looking around, and I'm like, shit, that shit ain't happening anytime soon. Because uh, it could have. I mean, but our efforts as species are too devoted about what makes us different than what bands us together. You know what? You're right. That's a good point. But still, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I remember as a kid being like, oh, I'm going to ride in a spaceship one day. You know what I mean? Oh, well, well I'm I mean, be Elon able to visit Musk. Other planets. I mean, we talk about news. Elon Musk just talked like about uh, a shuttle that he wants to build that can go from Earth to the Moon to Mars and to Shanghai, like rocket travel across the planet. I know, and Elon Musk. I mean, like, props to the dude. Like, he's he's a dreamer. He's and, the and only he's, futurist we have. We, really. He's the kind of guy you need if you want to accomplish stuff like that. But even still, like, 
that shit ain't going to happen in our lifetime. And plus, it's not going to be cheap. It's not going to be like. Never say never. It's not going to be like. Look, buddy, I want to live in Cowboy Bebop too. Like, I would love that. But You don't think we're going to retire to the condos on the moon? Like, the moon will be the new Florida. Like, that's where all the old people will go. I don't. ship all the old people to the moon. Yeah, but that's. Like the moon, I, I'm thinking bigger. I'm thinking like I want to go to Yavin Four, son. Ugh. I mean, uh, I'd love to go to Yavin Four. Plus, they ain't gonna let somebody like me on an alien planet. They're gonna be like, "How are you gonna get around? You can't stomp around in moon they boots." They can get you fool. to the alien planet. They're gonna upgrade your means oh, of conveyance. That's true. If we got the technology to get to an alien planet, there's definitely at least robot pants. Robot pants, wear. dude. That's what I'm talking about. Fucking or, robot pants. Or full-on Darth Vader robot legs. I'd be down with both of those. My best friend's robot metal legs. <laughs> but yeah, I you know, I, I love the idea. But I just don't know that I'm going to be around for it. And even well, the, like... Just talked about transferring your consciousness from the singularity. Well, that's because I read an article one time that said that you would be able to do that by 2037. Now, and do you know how much I gave you shit about not doing that and how you don't want to do that? I'm still going to do it. That's only 20 years now. If I can live to be 54, that means I'll be around to get put into a robot body, right? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how... uh, 20 years, that seems like an... uh, Like 20 years ago, I was playing Super Mario 1. I'll get online and say hey to your singular, (laughs) you know, your your consciousness. Yeah, you should. No, I'll run over and say hey to you real quick. I'll be fast as shit in my robot body. What if you can do weird shit like, you know, come on my phone or oh speakers in the house? That'd be awful. Oh, I mean, I, I wouldn't fuck with you that bad. Especially if you're like an older guy who's not who hasn't transferred <laughs> into it. I don't want to give you like a fucking heart attack and show up and be like, what is up, Will? <laughs> in your phone or like in your TV. When, who's talking to me? I'm in a heart attack. No, no. I would come in there and I'd, I'd hit you with like a tranquilizer dart, and then you wake up and you'd be like, "Oh, I feel so young and spry." And I'll be like, "Welcome to your robot body." And you'll be like, "No!" It'll be like Revenge of the no. Sith. No. And then I'd live forever and travel to the wasteland of space. No, that would be fucked up. Force a robot body on someone that doesn't want it? No. I would Destined constantly... Destined the galaxy forever. I'd constantly try to talk you into it, man. I'd be like, it's so awesome. I never have to sleep. I stay up and play Xbox 7 all night. Destiny Whatever. 14. Whatever, if we got robot bodies, I'm taking you to do crazy shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, we, there will be some crazy shit. I'll get in, like, fucking robot UFC matches and shit. I'll be like the robot Ronda Rousey. Or somebody. Don't you know. don't be Ronda. Be somebody that wins. Don't be Ronda Rousey. She won quite a bit. Did I mean, she? Because I'm pretty sure she got her ass whooped. Yeah, like maybe the last two times, but she won <laughs> quite a bit. I mean, everybody she stops. To get there. She got her shot at the card. Everybody stops winning eventually. Except rogue winners. Hey-o! Yo! Hey-o! <laughs> Perfect, perfect setup. Dharma didn't like that crossover. <clears throat> um, yeah, robot body. I wonder if um, you got transferred to a robot body, if while your consciousness was in transference, if you're still a crippled ghost.
That's a good one. In the shell. That's a good one. No, it's not. You didn't even laugh. You're just sitting there thinking about how you're going to get me back. No, no, you got me. You, you're like, ha. I'm just surprised because you protest it so much that's when I do it. I was like, no, that's a good one. That is a good one. It's Crippled Ghost in the Machine. Did you ever see that movie, <laughs> Ghost in the Machine? It was like, um, it was this cheesy, it's terrible. It's about this serial killer who gets his consciousness transferred into, like maybe he he's either in the internet or he's in like all electronics. I can't remember. I don't know why this sounds like Lawnmower Man, but. It's not, it's way worse than Lawnmower Man, but not dissimilar to Lawnmower Man. <laughs> all right. So we got two more emails. We will uh, definitely knock them out tonight. If I don't go off, if Will doesn't get me off on fantastical dis- discussions about me. Sorry, sorry. Whipping, Call oh, me Mr. Tangents. I'll talk about being in a robot body. There's only there's only one person that hates this discussion topic more than you, and that's Jesse. Oh, yeah. She doesn't like to think about that. She doesn't like it at all, and I'm like, you wouldn't be in a robot. You wouldn't get put into a robot body with me? Not like in the same one, but we'd both be in robot bodies? And she's like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Why don't people like that? It's me. Like, I'm not going to be the first guy to know. sign up. You don't know what it's like. Like, you don't yeah, know if you keep all saying. your memories or if you keep your humanity. Or you don't know what it's like to lock a consciousness in something that doesn't feel. Like, you'll never touch warmth or cold. Or, no. You know, like, see, that's all what I'm saying. Is I'm not, like, not going to be the Steve Rogers of fucking robot bodies. The first one to line up to get the superhero serum. But I'm going to be like, you know. I, don't like, know I mean, if you got to go. I got super old, super old soldier serum. I, I, I didn't get, uh, you know, I didn't uh, get into the whole smartphone, iPhone craze. At first, I let, let the first three or four uh, years of them come out so they could work out the kinks. And then I was like, all right, it's time to jump into the iPhone. You know, I'll let, be in like Let the, them make, you know, a couple hundred Terminators before I join Skynet. I'll be, no, it's not going to be fucking Skynet. You don't it's know. You don't know what you're signing up for. Until oh, they boot up your consciousness in your robot body, you're putting faith that what's you is you, and that's all that they're going to transfer. Hmm. Whatever, you're going to be the robot body Manchurian candidate. No, I mean, you know, it's, God forbid I have a fucking positive outlook on the, on life and not want to die. And be like, I just want to be in a robot body so I can do kick-ass stuff for the rest of See, my now life. now you're Watch making me feel bad. Every I don't Star support Wars. your robot body dreams. It's I don't support your robot body dreams. And I don't support your petting wild tiger dreams. Do you want to hear something fucked up? What? So, a couple of nights ago. It's been a little while, a while back. A couple of weeks ago, maybe. Jesse and I were hanging out watching YouTube videos as we do sometimes. And every now and then, like, I just get in a kick where I'm like, oh, it's, it's time to watch animal videos. So I'll look right. up, like, pet raccoon, and I'll check out some videos of people that have pet raccoons or right. pet fox. I'll tell you this. One thing I've learned, I will never have a pet fox. As much as what? I think they're awesome, apparently they reek. And there's a, no such thing as house training a pet fox, and they mark shit by, like, peeing and pooping on it. Like there's right. a lady who has a beautiful red fox and she's like, she, she does these YouTube videos and one of them was like, why you should never get a pet fox. And she lays it out. She's like, we love him. He pees and poops everywhere. Our house reeks. We're constantly cleaning it. People have said that they can smell our house from the outside. And I was Ooh. like, nope, no pet fox for me. Nope. No foxes. <laughs> 
so we were going through like all these animal videos and one popped up that said top uh, reasons you should never pay to pet a tiger and jesse was like watch that video and i was like "Mm -mm, i don't want to it's gonna make me sad and she was like (laughs) no let's watch it so we watched it watch it now in my defense all the instances they showed of people petting tigers are the kind of things I wouldn't support. Like, it's very shady places where, like, you can, like, apparently in, like, Mexico, in certain parts of Mexico, you can go and pet a tiger. Like, when you get off the cruise ship and shit, there'll be people walking around with, like, tiger cubs for you to pet. And apparently, the, you know, these animals are not taken care of and shit like that. And I was like, okay, I would never do this, but... I was also right in that it made me so sad. It made me so, so sad. And she was like, I didn't know it was going to make you this sad. Oh, my goodness. It's all about the right circumstance. And like, if, if I came out of a boat and they were hold, like, there's these dudes walking around trying to get tips for people to take pictures with a baby tiger and hold it, I wouldn't do it. Like, as bad as I want to pet a tiger i wouldn't do it well say i'd be the sucker that did that see see you gotta mm. like i i you know i want like i'm just saying i'm being honest like if i was going to mexico came off the cruise ship and some dude was like here hold this baby tiger i can't say that i'd be like no no thank you moving on no you know what like, you do i'd be you, like oh, i know exactly what you I'd do i'd be stunned by like baby tiger you would hold it and you would pet it you'd get your picture taken and you would immediately send me that picture and be like guess what i did today i held a baby <laughs> tiger and i'd be like oh you next, motherfucker next thing i know i get a text just picked up my new robot body <laughs> all right let's get back on track <clears throat> we got an email from once again i believe this is a first time writer and it's from beth hello everyone i just discovered your podcast a few weeks ago and i'm loving it the episodes never fail to entertain one of my favorite things about the show is all of the boba fett appreciation he's one of my top star wars characters i'm keeping my fingers crossed for a bounty hunter a bounty hunter ensemble anthology about fett working with the team and coruscant underworld something between revenge of the sith and the new hope or a western style small scale story about old man fett after return of the jedi with that said i have some questions about boba for you one of my biggest concerns is that lucasfilm will continue his story in animation like they did with maul would you be disappointed if he comes back, lives, and dies all in a Clone Wars Rebels type sh- type of show? Something yes. I worry that they think Fett. Sometimes I think that they worry. <clears throat> sorry, I'm messing up. The email's not messed up. Sometimes I worry that they think Fett coming back on the big screen would be too hokey, so they leave it up to the TV realm. Any Fett is fine with me, but I personally want to see him come back in a movie so the general audience knows what happens to him after Return of the Jedi, without having to watch cartoons or read comics. So let's address that first. I wasn't afraid of that until I read this email. Thanks a lot, Beth. (laughs) Scaring his dreams. Uh, I would be bummed. I'm not going to lie. I would be bummed if they did that. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Boba Fett in animation. I just don't want them to bring him back, kill, you know, have him go on a couple adventures and then kill him like they did with Maul. 
if they're going to bring Boba Fett back, I'm with her. I would like it to be in a movie. That's that's what I want. Um, I don't know how likely it is. What do you feel about that, Will? I think it's very likely. Boba Fett's success and his desire for a solo story is so desired. They'll find a way to make it work. I hope so. I hope and so, man. She like She said... What'd she say? A young movie and an old movie? Like, make them both. It doesn't oh, have to be uh, one or the other. I'd see both oh, yeah. of those movies. Both of those. Like, personally, I want one after Return of the Jedi. That's the one that, like, if if they were to say, Halls, give us, tell us what you want to see in the Boba Fett movie, I'd be like, after Return of the Jedi. That's what Those are my favorite versions of characters. Like, wizened, masterly, <laughs> you know, right. characters. Now, Yoda, Obi-Wan. <clears throat> Qui-Gon Jinn. But that being said, if they were like, all right, guys, uh, next uh, spinoff movie is Obi-Wan. And after that, Boba Fett Ensemble. We're bringing Dingar in, IG-88, Forlom, Zuckus. You know what? We're going to throw Cad Bane in there. What do you think about that? And Embo. You guys know Embo, right? Uh, I would be stoked with that, too. I wouldn't bitch. I would be really happy with that. But just personally, I want to see him survive after return of the Jedi and go on some kind of like she was saying, some sort of cool Western style adventure or something. Uh, now to, I want to see go ahead. a murder, murder bot like K two S O, but more violent. You know what I mean? Like, like uh HK 47 from the Knights of the old Republic, something yes, more like that. Precisely. That's exactly what I, I want. think they could do that with IG 88. Like, as far as canon goes now, I don't know that there's been much personality or story attached to IG-88. There was in the old EU, and some of it was pretty fucking ridiculous. And the way he spoke was, you know, emotionless, from what I remember. Um, But they could do something sort of like that. He's supposed to be an assassin droid, so... Yeah, they could do yeah. something like him, like that with him. I would kind of like it if, uh, if they did do, like, a bounty hunter ensemble movie and... Uh, IG-88 was kind of like wacky. I don't mean like, you know, Jar Jar wacky or even K2SO wacky, but if he was like the quirky one in the group, where like, like kind of like HK-47. HK-47 is very similar to K2SO, but more homicidal and like more crazy. But he's right. definitely sort of a smart ass and he's, you know, a droid and, and all those sort of things. Um, all right, next to her second point. I'm looking forward to the Han Solo movie because of the possibility of a Boba Fett cameo. If he's in the movie, what role do you want him to play? Do you think it would be interesting if he and Han used to be on good terms? <clears throat> what do you think about that, Will? Uh, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool to see him in a Han Solo movie. I don't want him to be overused. I don't want him to be Han's rival or villain or any of that, best friend. You know, I, I want, the, just in my imagination, Han crosses Han Solo somehow. You uh, know, like... Or cr crosses it, Boba, you mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Han crosses Boba Fett somehow. Maybe in a poker game. You know, maybe some, you know, cuts him off. I don't know. Like it Cuts him off in space? <laughs> cuts him off from a bounty is what I was going to oh. say. But like, <laughs> I was yeah, thinking cuts about... him off. He gets the space finger. <laughs> um... You know, like, and then Boba Fett's like that motherfucker. So that when the bounty does come up, he's like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna get this motherfucker." Like, 
I'm, yeah. I'm cussing like a sailor, but that's because I think that's what Boba Fett was saying in his head. Oh, man. Oh, we'll no. get this asshole. Um, yeah, I could, you know, eh, I wonder. I wonder what they're going to would do with Boba Fett. I, I wonder how scrupulous he's going to be. That's really what I'm most curious about. I don't necessarily think we'll see him in Han Solo. I just kind of think that it would have either leaked out by now or they would have even mentioned it by now. I'm just assuming he's going to get another movie. I am too. That's where I'm going now. If, if, cause you got, you can't do everything in one Han Solo movie. You can't have him meet Chewie, do the castle I mean, run, get so. the, you know, you want to save something in case there is going to be a second Han Solo movie or a third. You, you could with a Miller and Lord cut, but you wouldn't like it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of feel like if they continue on with Han Solo movies, it's almost inevitable that Boba will show up at some point. It's kind of how I feel. Now, that being said, I guess I say that being said way too much. With that in mind. It's okay. I say fucker too much. <laughs> with that in mind, if they did like a, like, let's say Han does meet up with Jabba. In this movie. Let's say we see some Jabba. Now if Boba Fett is in Jabba's palace. Or hanging out with Jabba. And just sort of like a cameo background type thing. I would think that was pretty cool. Um, You know. I'm not looking for Boba Fett. To get his spotlight in the Han Solo movie. But I do think. if, If there's multiple Han Solo movies. There's a point where he ends up. Running afoul of Boba Fett. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Maybe Boba Fett is sent, like, kind of like she's saying, is like, what if a Jabba sends Boba Fett with Han and Chewie on a job and Han screws Boba Fett over or pisses him off somehow and then... Um, ditches him. Ditches him or something, and then, like, that sort of establishes that grudge. Is, is the Han and Boba grudge something, like... it? What I know it was definitely sort of amplified in the old EU stuff at parts, but I don't necessarily know that they even have to go with that Boba Fett has like this grudge against Han Solo. Because it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, because if you if you just look at Empire and Jedi, like he's just doing a job. He was hired by the Empire to find the Except, Millennium Falcon and then okay. took Is that what it is? Is that why they ran into him on Ord Mantell? Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the assumption is that it's Boba Fett, but it's not Luke. I thought he was hunting Luke at that point. No, well, there's, I don't know that that, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't. That uh, special or uh, holiday special cartoon where yeah. it's it's them facing off with Boba Fett. I don't think that's considered canon. Um, yeah. But it is the assumption that that's who they run into is Boba Fett. I guess. Oh, okay. So you're saying possibly canonically the bounty hunter they ran into in Ormantel isn't Boba Fett. I'm saying as of right now, it doesn't have to be. Right now it's it's unconfirmed or un you know, it's not set in stone. As far as I know, they haven't established that since the canon reset. Okay. Okay. Um that, of course, could be, you know, the first time Han, you know, they could say that that's the first time Han and Boba Fett ever run across each other is in, in between A New Hope and Empire. So I wonder if they're ever going to get to that in the comics, because that's where the comics take place. 
between New Hope and Empire. That's interesting. I've never considered that. All right. For your consideration. Thanks for writing in, Beth. Uh, we got one more. Now, this this guy, talked to him a good bit on Twitter. He's always in the mix. I have not known how to pronounce his name, and, and he told me he was going to send in uh, an email this week. And I, 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 like, I specifically asked him, buddy, how do I pronounce your name? All right. Like, I wanted to try and get this as right as possible. And so here we go. Here I go again on my own. Ower. I believe that's it. Ower. Uh, Ower. Oh, buddy. Ower. Okay, here we go. I hope that's right. Hey, Halls and Will, insert guest name if one is present. Just before getting started, I want to say I commend your work on this podcast. It is one of, if not the best Star Wars pods out there, in my opinion, but I digress. Well, thanks, buddy. Thanks for listening, and thanks for writing in. Now, with The last, Last Jedi coming closer and closer, the amount of terrible theories and fake leaks keeps on coming. With this in mind, could you two come up with the worst and most original Snoke theory possible, and then Halls reads it in his Mike Zero impersonation. Keep up the amazing work. Oh, her. Oh, man. He's he's crossing the streams. That's a Rogue One, previously a Rogue One exclusive. But he asked so nicely, I guess I got to do the Mike Zero. Do the Mike Zero. Do you know who Mike Zero is? Uh, I feel like you've told me once, but I'm not remembering at the moment. Mike Zero is this Star Wars YouTuber who who deals in bullshit. I was about to say, does he post fake shit, like fake spoiler shit? I don't know if he... I can't tell. I can't get a bearing on this dude just will make a video of about anything people send to him or if he legitimately thinks he has, like, solid sources. Like, uh, the Mike Zero thing will be very interesting to me after The Last Jedi. Like, when The Last Jedi comes out and he doesn't have a damn thing correct like how you'll do you know con- you'll know his shit then well i know i already do but like if if like i said he he comes out and all of his shit is incorrect then how do you still like how does he still get views you right. know what i mean like he's he's spent the last two years peddling bullshit how do you how do you stick around i don't know <clears throat> um so will why don't you here on the fly I'll think of one to do in the Mike Zero voice. Why don't you just on the fly give me your craziest, most ridiculous, off-the-wall Snoke theory? Who is Snoke? Luke Skywalker is Snoke. But how? Like, you gotta... you When you do a Snoke theory, you can't just say, oh, Luke Skywalker is Snoke. You have to have, like, either pictures where you've gone in on paint and circled things in red and yellow circles with arrows and shit... Or you gotta you gotta lay it out. How does it happen? Tell me right now. How is Luke Skywalker Snoke? He just uses that fake presence to project himself. You've never seen him in real life so far. He's just sitting on that island and he's running the first order from that island. Hmm. 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 Okay. See? Ridiculous. But You said craziest ridiculous. No, perfect. No, you did buddy, you did it perfectly. You pulled off a bullshit Snoke theory. That's I'm, I'm saying you did it great. Um, okay, so here we go. 
as you can see here in a galaxy far far away in, in episode 3 there was a Jedi whose name was Mace Windu and he got thrown out the window Windu window <laughs> anyways he survived did you guys know that yep and then he was like you know what uh, people know what I look like. I'm going to go to a galactic, galactic plastic surgeon. And he got galactic plastic surgery to look like a wrinkly old white guy. And then, guess what? He went and took a long nap. Like a seriously long nap, y'all. He took such a long nap that he woke up and he said, Oh my God, I slept for like 45 years. How is this possible? Oh goodness. Uh, there is a vacuum of power. I'm going to create the first order. But then guess what? He met Ezra. That's right. Ezra from the Rebels cartoon. And you know what they did? They combined the DNA into a fucking uh, beaker. And they cloned a double clone of themselves. Right? And guess what? That's Snoke. Surprise twist, y'all. You thought I was going to say it was Mace Windu. But no. It was him and Ezra's science baby. Anyways, uh, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Smash that like button. And I'll see you soon. You telling me people take him seriously? <laughs> Homie, he said that Snoke was an acronym that stood for Sith No One Knew Existed. I, you sound so disappointed. I am disappointed. Disappointed in people. <laughs> That's worse Dis than a robot body. Sith No One Knew Existed. <clears throat> I, I don't blame you, buddy. All the joy has left my body. <laughs> Sucked out like a Dementor from Damn Ass Dementor. Harry Potter. Damn Ass Harry your, Potter. Your beard's looking real good, buddy, by the way. It's I just big, look... dude. It's burly. Oh, you want to compare? Like, it's like, um, it's not yours, but it's like, you know. That's right. You saw this fucking ugly monstrosity I've been growing. Look at it. Yours is like a dwarven beard. It it's sure getting is. to where it's like wizardly. Actually, you know what? Jesse tried to braid this shit today. Did she really? Yeah, she's like, it's not quite long enough. And I was like, I don't know that I ever want it long enough that you can braid it. I think if I put some crumbs in your beard, I might could get you committed to like a psychiatric ward. Are you saying I look crazy? I mean, if I put some crumbs in your beard, you'd look crazy. You don't look oh. crazy now. You look handsome. Oh, man. Now you got me all fucking self-conscious. Look at me. I want to. <laughs> look at me. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, turn the video off. <laughs> Sounds like video. I'm a goddamn poo poo head. I'm a, I'm a poo poo head. I'm a goddamn poo poo head. You guys, if you can ever find that, it is a parole hearing for Charles Manson. And they're like, uh, you know, at a parole hearing, they ask him questions and stuff. And one of his answers is, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm a poo poo head. I'm a goddamn poo poo head. Can't oh, trust man. me. I saw it on TV when I was like a teenager. And it's, oh, it's intense. Fucking fascinated me. I'm a poo poo head. I'm a goddamn poo poo head. <laughs> he is a goddamn poo poo head. Like, I agree. He is, You're man. a poo poo head. 
I did some research on Squeaky Frome the other day, and I was like, man, Char- you know, Charles Manson and his whole cult, that's just some, that's nutty. It's, it's nutty. It's, it's a bunch of poopoo poo heads. It's a bunch of poopoo heads. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, on that note, I think that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for recording with me this week, buddy. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. You know it's, I love it. I love the people. I love you. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was definitely nice to have you back. Thanks for everybody that wrote in, especially yes. our first-time writers. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, we're all caught up. We're finally all caught up. It took a few weeks, uh, like three weeks birthday. to get all caught up. But uh, keep them coming, guys. We love your emails and voice messages, and they definitely help us out on the slower week. So you guys, you guys actually... just keep playing the hits, and we just keep coming back for more. It, uh, it definitely um, helps us uh, fill out you know, the show for you guys a little bit. Uh, if you like our theme song, be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to donate the music. They are Stoned Cobra, and you can find them at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com, along, as well as on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, make sure to leave us some uh, five-star reviews on iTunes. We've gotten quite a few ones recently and they have been a very kind so thank you guys very much um hmm well i think that about does it this week um so uh until next week this has been blue harvest i'm halls burkhart and i'm will Witten. may the force be with you may the force be with all of you and hey love each other may the force be with us <laughs>